Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. My friend, hello, hello, how are you? I have been thinking about you a lot lately, okay? Because I was called out a couple weeks ago on some things that I need to stop apologizing for, and I've decided that you and I are going to be doing this together, okay? So we have some things that we are going to stop apologizing for, first of which not knowing something. We are done apologizing for not knowing something. Because when we sit down to think about it, how ridiculous is that? Why do we expect ourselves to have the answers to everything? Do you expect that from the person next to you, from your coworker, from the chick down the block? No, you don't expect them to have all the answers. You don't expect them to know all the things. So why am I apologizing? for not knowing something. Should they have to apologize for that? Mm, No, so why should I? We are done apologizing for not knowing something. We are also done apologizing for our limits and our boundaries. And this is one that we need to pause on here for a second and unpack, okay? You, first and foremost, are you setting limits? Are you setting boundaries where they need to be set? Because if not, that's square one right? But once those limits and those boundaries are established, am I apologizing for them? Was it, oh, sorry. Yeah, I've just decided that for me lately, I need to go to bed at a decent time no matter what. That's a requirement of me. That's That's a boundary that I'm setting for myself and apologizing for that when we are out to dinner with friends or our significant other wants to to hang out and and have a late night together, right? But this boundary that I've set for myself, one that I truly believe in and know I'm doing for my own well-being, I then apologize for because it inconveniences others or because we think it deserves an apology. Which one is it? I'll tell you what it was for me, okay? I didn't want my limits or my boundaries or my needs to inconvenience other people. I understood that it was an inconvenience that I would go home early from a a night out with friends or I would tell a significant other that I needed to go to bed. I didn't want to inconvenience people, but I also didn't want them to take it personally. So here's what I've decided with this second piece, right? By me stopping this apologizing habit for the limits and boundaries and needs that I have for myself, by stopping that habit, I'm also reinforcing that this is not something I should be sorry for. I should be proud of the limits and the boundaries that I'm setting for myself because I know that I'm setting them within reason. 
I know that I'm setting them for a reason so that I can be able to better show up for for someone else, better show up for the people at work the next day, whatever it is, whatever that limit is. You've set it for a reason. You've made it known for a reason. And if you start apologizing for that reason, then that communicates to other people, oh, that boundary has some leeway. That limit has some leeway. And and I can probably be the exception to the whole, right? And the more that we communicate that, the more that we apologize and apologize for these boundaries, the more that we reinforce that that boundary can be broken. So quitting this whole apologizing habit that we have around these limits and these boundaries not only reinforces for ourselves, yes, I'm sticking to it, I'm doing the thing I said I was going to do because of the benefit it's going to have for me, But I'm also communicating to others, this is the line in the sand. This is the boundary that's set and this is going to be consistent across the board because of what I want it to do for myself. Not something worth apologizing for, but something to practice for sure. We are also going to stop apologizing for resting or being unproductive. These past two go hand in hand because a big limit that I'm trying to set right now is I am going to bed when I say that I'm going to bed. I'm going to sleep when I say that I'm going to sleep because I need to show up for whoever the heck is on the docket the next day, right? I need to make that limit clear, but I also am not going to apologize anymore for needing to rest, You and I have talked about this before. We have started to glamorize and idealize this busy, nonstop life. This busy, nonstop, no time for anything life. And I'm guilty of that. And maybe you are too. But I'm done apologizing for the rest and relaxation that needs to happen to recoup from the people that you serve. That's something that you and I are no longer apologizing for. Listen, I am a true Enneagram 3 to my core. If you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you know that I'm diving deep into the Enneagram and really trying to understand how my 3-ness affects other people's Enneagram-ness, right? And um, I know for Myself, I want to be nonstop, super busy, always productive. That is the three in me. But that also comes to bite me in the butt. And maybe you you connect with this too. That feeling of I've been going nonstop. I have been giving to the people that I need to give to and meeting the needs of the other people around me. And right now, I need to do nothing productive. I need to sit on my butt in my apartment alone and rest. And I'm not apologizing for that anymore. You are not apologizing for that anymore. When you need to rest, you take it. That is a responsibility that you have. And I've really had to train my brain to understand that, yeah, why is this rest required for me? Yeah, sure, to feel better. But also, if I'm the kind of person that needs to be productive and helpful and serving all the time, I'm not going to be able to serve if I'm exhausted beyond belief. I'm not going to be able to give and help and provide 
if I can barely keep my eyes open, if I'm so tired that my brain feels like it's in a fog. So no, I'm not going to apologize for taking that rest because I know that someone is benefiting from me doing so. So you are no longer apologizing for a need for rest, a human need for rest, or just being unproductive for a minute. No longer worth your apology. Also, something else that is no longer worth your apology is apologizing for a messy lived-in home. Hear me out. We are a bunch of mini-adults around here, mini-grown-ups trying to figure out the way, and we're messy. We're messy, and life is messy, and adulthood is messy, and everything kind of feels like chaos sometimes, but we still try to have this picture-perfect home when we have people over and everything is in its place and there's not a single dog hair known to man. Listen, people see right through that. We see right through that. Life is messy. Owning a home or living in an apartment or whatever the, you're rocking your condo life, whatever it is, it's messy. Let it be messy. This pressure that you have to apologize for your place of living looking like a place that's lived in is absurd. Hear me out. Have you ever canceled plans because your place was so messy or in your head so messy or things weren't perfectly cleaned and you are starting the weekend and you've been working all week and you don't have time to to clean the entire place before having people over. So you just find an excuse and you cancel your plans. Does anyone else connect with this? Because lordy, I've done it. I've done it, but I'm done apologizing for a lived-in home. You live there. You live there. That's where you spend your life. That's where you spend your relaxation. That's where you raise your kids. That's where you love your loved ones. It's lived in. Let it be lived in. Don't apologize for the laundry in the laundry basket. You live there. Let yourself live there. This next one is huge. We are done apologizing for outgrowing something. You are no longer going to apologize for outgrowing something. Maybe that is a relationship, a job, an environment, a, an apartment, a friendship, a business relationship, whatever it is, you're going to outgrow it. And there are going to be more things that you outgrow. And, and that is a natural part of life. It's a natural part of life. But you're not going to apologize for it anymore because when you outgrow something like a friendship or a job or a relationship, you're outgrowing it for a reason because there is something else waiting for you. There's something else waiting for this next version of yourself that that wants to experience it. But if we keep ourselves stuck in that apologizing place, Are we going to be able to experience those things that are waiting? 
Or are we going to be remain tied to the things that are no longer serving the life that we're trying to build? Right? You get one of these. You get one life. And I don't know about you, but I want to make a really damn good one. So I have to stop apologizing for the things I've outgrown because that doesn't allow me to get to the things that I'm growing to. So we are no longer apologizing for outgrowing something. But we are also no longer apologizing for saying no, for saying the word no. Listen, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to say that word But we can't apologize for it anymore. We can't apologize for saying no to plans that are not within our our productivity boundaries, right? We cannot apologize for saying no to activities or responsibilities or roles that don't serve the life that we're trying to build, that don't agree with the life that we're trying to create for ourselves because When we resist the word no, when we apologize for saying no, that reinforces to others that my no has less meaning. My no has less meaning because I said I was sorry for it. I'm not sorry for setting boundaries. I understand that it may not be what others want. It may not be ideal or convenient for other people. But the second I say that I'm, uh, I'm sorry for the word no, that word no takes less weight. So from now on, you and I, when we use that word no, we'll follow it up with explanation, not an apology. No, I, um, I can't be out that late. I, I made a commitment to myself to really be trying to get more sleep lately. So no, I'm no, I can't. You can even hear in my voice that I'm resisting the urge to say I'm sorry. But when I say no without an apology, I make that boundary and that limit clear. One that others will begin to expect and then also respect. We are also going to stop apologizing for the emotions that come from other people's behaviors. I'll say that again. We are going to stop apologizing for the emotions that come up based on other people's behaviors. We are done apologizing for the cry that happens after someone treats us poorly. We're done apologizing for the disconnect that we feel that comes from the way someone treats us. Those feelings are trying to communicate to you. They're trying to tell you something. So apologizing for them tells them that they are not valid and that I should just suck it up and and do whatever needs to happen for the situation at hand. And that's just not true. That's just not true. I'm sure that you can think back to a time where you had an emotional response to something and you apologize for it. You apologize for it as if you should have felt some other way. No. You were in an encounter that that got a big emotional response out of you. Right? And I assume that that's for a reason. 
Those feelings are trying to communicate to us, so we need to stop apologizing for them, especially when it's based on the way that someone else has treated you. I'm not going to apologize for my distancing from that person or the emotion that I feel behind that person because their, their behavior has communicated to me. And therefore, my emotion is validating that. This next one goes along with apologizing for having a lived-in home. We are no longer apologizing for not looking put together. Sweetheart, nobody's put together. Nobody has it all together. Nobody has all their ducks in a row. We're not fooling anyone. Life is messy. Life is messy. Adulthood is messy. And we live in homes and sometimes we don't look like we're put together. And that's okay. We're done apologizing for it, though. We're done apologizing for experiencing life in the fluctuations that it is and sometimes needing to throw our head, throw our hair on the top of our head and run off to the grocery store. We're not apologizing for that anymore. That's life. We don't expect perfection. We expect to experience the life we were given. And this last one is the end-all be-all. You and I, right now, are going to stop apologizing for taking care of ourselves. We are going to stop apologizing for the need for rest, for the need to ask for help, for the need to say no to something so I can move my body to feel a little bit better. We're done apologizing for taking care of ourselves. I am the one constant thing I have in this world. This is the one life that I get to live. And I'm done apologizing for taking care of it. Because the obligations and the plans and the expectations and the need to serve and and everything in between is still going to be there. That need is still going to be there from, from all the people around you. But unless you meet this need first... How can you do all of those other things? So we're done apologizing for taking care of you. For taking care of you. That comes first. That's not selfish. That's not asking for too much. That's not being self-centered. That's life. I get one body. I get one life to live and you better believe I'm going to make it a damn good one and I expect that you do that too I expect that in moments where you're feeling depleted and overwhelmed and everything in between that you pause that you put other people's needs on pause and respect your own that's not selfish That's responsible. But how can we actually do that? We are so used to even just apologizing for taking up space, for goodness sake. How can we actually do this? How can we subtract the word sorry from our our vocabulary when it's not within reason? Here's one thing we can try. You and me, I want to try this with you this week if you let me. 
When you get the urge to say I'm sorry, I want you to first of all ask yourself if it's warranted. And if it's not, I want you to replace I'm sorry with an explanation. Instead of telling someone you're sorry, explain why you need to set a boundary. Explain why you have hesitations of your messy house. I'm sure they'd be able to connect with you. Explain why you're saying no to something or why you had an emotional response to their behavior. Give them an explanation instead of an apology because the person that can't accept hearing you say, no, I can't do that thing because I need to take care of myself in these ways, it sounds like that's a person that you've outgrown. So go out there and stop apologizing. Pick up the old classic Rachel Hollis, girl, stop apologizing if you need some extra oomph. But I want to hear about the ways that you're replacing those unwarranted I'm sorry's. Those things that we shouldn't be ashamed or sorry for. I want to hear about how you're replacing that. How you're resisting the urge to apologize, something that's so ingrained in us. Because we're doing this together. You and me. We are no longer apologizing for those things. And I'm sure there are many others that we also need to work on. But we're going to start here. Okay? And I'm excited to, to hear about how you're applying this so that maybe you can help me too. Right? We are in this mini grown-up trying to adult kind of space while learning how to be assertive. How to stand up for ourselves. How to stop apologizing for the things that don't need apologies, okay? I love you, girlfriend. I will talk to you next week. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.